going on? Hey, happy Friday. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, the Pete Callender Show. It's underway here. 704-570-1110 is the phone number. Also, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at thepetecallendershow.com. Get the podcast, obviously, for free three times a day right to your smartphone or tablet just by going to wbt.com and uh, following or subscribing to the podcast. And... um. First off, uh, first order of business, I need to thank Congressman Dan Bishop, who uh, entered into the congressional record yesterday. Um, I guess this is what this is just called. What they call proceedings and debates of the 117th Congress. And it's an honor for WBT Radio. And he said, quote, Today I rise to pay tribute to WBT Radio on the 100th anniversary of its founding. For over a century, WBT has helped inform and entertain residents of the city of Charlotte, my hometown. Charles Kuralt, Billy Graham, Rush Limbaugh, and Charlotte's most beloved, John Hancock, are just some of the voices that have come through WBT's airwaves in the past, and the tradition continues in the broadcasts of names like Bo Thompson. He's actually right here in the studio. He's walking around doing something. He's always doing something. Vince Coakley, that's right. Vince Coakley and and me. I made it to Congress. I'm somebody. They really, I, like, me. They really like me. I found my special purpose. Um those are references, obviously, to the Steve Martin film. Um WBT traces its origins from early broadcasts by radio amateurs who set up a transmitter in an abandoned chicken coop. Which is pretty much what we still are operating out of, like, right now, I think. That's the, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it looks. No, I kid, I kid. There's way less barbed wire. Uh, these sporadic transmissions later expanded into playing phonographs, or phonograph records, rather, over the year, uh, and then into the broadcasts we know and love today. The U.S. Department of Commerce officially granted WBT a broadcast license on April 10th, 1922. At the time, it was only the third licensed radio station in the United States and the first one in the entire Southeast. I am proud to honor WBT radio on their 100th anniversary. Here's to a hundred more years of radio excellence from the station heard from Maine to Miami. By the way, did you catch that story the other day? Mark Garrison did talking about how, um, during the Cuban missile crisis, they had a nuke pointed at WBT. They, yeah, when they, they, you know, they got all these old documents, I guess, after the fall of the uh, USSR or maybe after something happened in Cuba, but whatever. They got all of these documents and they found out that, yeah, they had, they had pointed a missile, a nuclear warhead, at Charlotte, at WBT, because we were broadcasting into Cuba against Castro. And they did not like that. <laughs> so they were going to, oh, that reminds me, actually. Um there is a there's going to be a siren test on Wednesday, April 13th. Duke Energy County officials are going to be testing the sirens around the nuclear stations, the Catawba and the McGuire nuclear stations. OK, so that is not so do not freak out. This is going to be on Wednesday between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. I'll remind you as we get closer to it. I just want to get this on your radar here. Five to 30 second test. It's going to be loud. If you're in the area, you're going to hear it. And so just be aware, Wednesday, April 13th, between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m., 
uh, five to 30 seconds. Some of the sirens might have to get tested one or two times. So just be aware. Again, I'll remind you as we get uh, closer to the uh, to the event, to Wednesday. Um, and remember, tomorrow night, Saturday, we're all going to be out at the Halton Arena for the WBT 100th anniversary. And just a heads up, you might want to take a look to the Charlotte skyline on Sunday. Okay? Now, I was going to start the program here with uh, what I call the the great to, uh, sorry the great potato smashing of 2022. But before I get to the potato smashing, I need to revisit the last thing that I discussed yesterday in the third hour, the very end of the show. I'm sure it was a brilliant segue, but I don't remember how. I ended up on the topic of how mayonnaise is a superior condiment to ketchup. And uh, the pushback I got, it continued, and I feel the need to just dispel some of this disinformation, which is where the potato smashing occurred, by the way. It was at a disinformation summit. Um, But I feel the need to dispel some of the disinformation surrounding uh, uh, ketchup. And again, I feel the need to point this out that I'm not anti-ketchup. I like ketchup just fine. I prefer mayo. And I think mayo is the superior condiment in virtually all ways. Virtually all ways. And the ways it's not obviously superior to ketchup, it's a tie. Um, So thank you, Mandy. Mandy points out, she says that Pete is absolutely correct about this. And uh, she said that to me on Twitter. So I do appreciate that. I had um, some people think that, I uh, think here was one that's a storyteller is his name. Uh, he says, you're going to start a war with this topic. And I, so look, if it must come, let it come now while I may still have air in my lungs, blood in my veins to fight the battle. This is a hill to die on, just as a heads up. I will, I will die on this hill. Um, I got an email, though, from Gregory. Who said, Pete, loved your show yesterday, especially the condiment discussion. You are a funny guy and obviously debate well. I would disagree, not with your arguments as framed, but with your priors and premises in the matter of ketchup versus mayo. I feel the simple Occam's razor thing to ask is, how often do you ask for a side of ketchup or mayo? He actually writes catsup, which that right there should tell you that there's a problem with the condiment. When, when you can't even spell the name correctly, depending on where you are, like it goes by a pseudonym, that it goes by another spelling, like it's trying to evade detection. That's, that should be a red light for you, okay? But he says, national statistics tell us that ketchup packets are produced and consumed at a far larger rate than mayo. So I, I was curious about this, and so I looked it up. You'll never guess what I discovered. I don't want to belabor this point. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because, really, if if you caught the end of the show yesterday, you know that the logic is undeniable. My arguments are very, very persuasive. There really isn't a counter-argument. People are just, you know, irrationally holding on to this idea that 
ketchup is better than mayo, and it's just not, uh, just from a versatility standpoint. It's not that I dislike ketchup. It's just that mayo is better. It tastes better. You could do more with it. It goes with way more things. It's just better. And I'm not going to belabor this point because I think I've made my point uh, very well over the last uh, uh, show, uh, during the la- end of the last show and, and so far now. But I do have uh, people that are, are arguing, still trying to. They're saying I, that, that I'm still wrong on this. And I just want to, because you know me, I'm a giver. I want to give actual information. I don't, I don't want there to be hashtag fake news, you know, disinformation. I'm protecting the democracy. I'm saving our democracy here, people. Okay, that's what I'm doing. So Gregory sends me an email, and um, he says, National statistics tell us that ketchup packets are produced and consumed at a far larger rate than mayo. I personally have never ordered a side of mayo because I'm an American and not a New York globalist pushing an international great reset on the condiment world. Are you a member of the World Mayo Forum? Klaus Schwab is a major shareholder in Hellman's Mayo, I'm just saying. I'm sure your personal choices differ from the overwhelming statistics, but you must listen to the science and data over personal choice. Don't you know that? So uh, he then says, all this fun aside, thank you for your show and your personality. Well, to be fair, I, I did very little to develop my personality. Just look, I, I'm self-aware. Um, but thank you. He says, it's just the perfect. It's just perfect for this medium. WBT should be very pleased. Uh, Oh, and my wife has now chimed in. We are both wrong, actually. It's green. Is that chili? Green chili? That is superior to both ketchup and mayo? Being from New Mexico, she might be a tad biased, but alas, we have both been proven wrong. Many warm regards, Gregory. So, this got me thinking. First off, is it chili or chile? Or chile? I don't know. But more importantly, how much mayo is consumed versus ketchup? Because... He asserted something there. Now, maybe this is just part of a Russian disinformation campaign, but, I mean, because ketchup is red, right? So, um, I mean, this is kind of like the, uh, the, isn't this the, the reds and the whites? Isn't this like Russian history? See, it all comes back to Russian collusion. Anyway, I looked it up. How much mayo versus ketchup is consumed? Because you can't just go by packets because people throw those packets in everything. I don't even ask for ketchup packets. And I get French fries and I look in the bag and there's like 17 packs of ketchup in there. And I didn't ask for those things because obviously it's not the superior condiment. So I looked it up. From 2020, the year 2020. So this is, this is not new information. This has been around for a couple years now. Mayonnaise has eclipsed ketchup as the top-selling condiment in the United States. That happened in 2020. And by the way, it's not even close. Americans eat $2 billion worth of mayo each year and only $800 million in ketchup. That's according to data from Euromonitor. By the way, mustard, mustard is the real under hot dog there. Coming in at 450, 450 million. Not to mention mustard consumption has been on the, the decline since 2009. Did you know that? Well, yeah, because look, as soon as they figured out you can mix mustard with mayo, there's no reason for mustard anymore. Right. Mayo is superior. 
People are like, well, wait a minute. I can mix just a little bit of mustard in with the mayo, and now I get a little bit of a, a, a hint of the mustard, but the consistency, the viscosity of the, of the mayo and the taste, and it just thickens it up. It's, just, it's a superior condiment. So now you don't have a need for mustard anymore. Also, yesterday when I was leaving the studio and, and Winterbull comes in, and he mentions tartar sauce. Which is relish, which that's not even on anyone's radar here. Relish, really? Relish, you add relish into mayo and you got tartar sauce. Mayo makes every other condiment better. I think I've made my point. I rest my case here. Um, but I do feel the need to, um, to share one more. This is from Shan. And Shan, uh, to, to be clear, was, was the one who started this entire debate. About a week or so ago. <laughs> so Shan says, Pete, I am not falling for your pro-mayo propaganda, sir. Mayo definitely causes cancer and ED in men. It's settled science. Just so you stay informed, there is sugar-free ketchup that is quite tasty. My favorite is G. Hughes. In addition, but here's the thing. It's not even about the sugar. Ketchup doesn't have any kind of redeeming quality to it like, a, like mayo is a dietary fat. You need dietary fat. PhD Weight Law says you can have a tablespoon of mayo with your meal because you need the dietary fat to keep yourself full. In addition, vinegar is a wonderful addition to ketchup, the superior condiment, he says, and some companies have honey and vinegar ketchup. They had all sorts of, wait, they got all sorts of mayo as well. And vinegar is already in, is it not? Vinegar is already in mayo. Barbecue should never be insulted with mayo, but in fairness, ketchup, the superior condiment, should also be avoided with proper barbecue sauce uh, available. I shall fight you from the beaches and the air on your mistaken condiment cult. I shall not rest till mayo supremacists, it is white after all, you racist, are in cages in the J6 gulags. Love the show as always. Faithfully, Shan. Uh, well, I mean, Shane, you're just wrong, but I still love you. Thank you very much. Like a steel trap is my mind. It just, it doesn't open, but it's like it's trapped. No, it, it I remembered. Look, I worked in restaurants for almost a decade or about, yeah, about a decade. I mean, I started working underage, so... So sue me. Okay, whatever. But I started, so 10 years, I worked in restaurants in back of house. So I was doing the cooking and stuff. And I remember when ranch dressing came along. I remember when, when generally speaking, if you went out to eat when I was a kid, you got what? You got French dressing. Ugh. You got uh, the vinaigrette stuff, oil and vinegar, or you get the uh, Italian dressing blue cheese, and that was about it. That was really about it. There weren't a whole lot of other options like we have nowadays. Thank you, free market capitalism and Paul Newman. So we have all of these now, we have all of these uh, flavors. But I remember when ranch came along, and, and so I was in the restaurants, and we would make a lot of ranch. And it came in a packet. It was a packet that you would have to mix the other ingredients in and that would be, you know, milk or buttermilk. And I was, I was trying to think back. And I was like, I think mayo is in there. And sure enough, mayo is in ranch. 
because you need some sort of an oil emulsion, right, to make the to make it thicker. And that's what mayo does. So without mayo, we wouldn't even have ranch dressing. You're welcome. That alone should make it superior. If you had to choose, you had to say, okay, if you can go back in time and like killing baby Hitler, would you kill ketchup or mayo? You had to pick one or the other. If you kill mayo, you don't get ranch. Think about that. Do you want to live in a world without ranch? You may not, look, you may not like mayo. That's fine. I'm not trying to drag you over to the pro-mayo caucus here. I'm just saying you got to recognize the, the cultural and historical value and superiority of the mayo. And stop shaming people for putting mayo on all sorts of stuff. Because it is superior. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that it's not superior. On Twitter, here's a Pete tweet. Hellion says, we were whipping up a Zaxby's-type sauce in the early 90s in college. Oh, yes. Days of great creativity. Culinary creativity. <laughs> um, mayo, ketchup, and pepper. Ooh. That's yeah, Russian dressing with a kick. With the pepper, yeah. Because that's what Russian dressing is. Thousand Island was the other one you could get. And what is Thousand Island? Mayo, ketchup, and relish, right? That's Thousand Island. Come on, people. Like, there, it, you know what this reminds me of? You go into a Mexican, uh, Mexican restaurant? You ever notice this? They only have about seven or eight distinct items. I, like when you break down, uh, now they've got like 700 things listed on their menu, but they're all basically the seven, same seven or eight components, right? You got your rice, you got your corn, you got your protein. So they have, you know, three or four different proteins. And then you have the flour or corn shells. And then a couple of vegetables, but they, you know, and the sauces, but they mix everything in different ways. And then they're like, well, this one's folded this way. And this one's folded the other way. This one's cut instead of folded. And then this one we turn into a bowl. And then we just put everything in it instead of folding it over like these other things. It's all the same. Chinese food is very similar too. And I love both of these foods. I'm not, I'm not denigrating these foods. I'm saying they're basically the same thing. And that's what our condiments are. That's what all the dressings are. But mayonnaise is the, the well, it's the mayo that holds them all together. I don't make these rules. All right. So this now, all this talk about food, brings me back to the great potato smashing of 2022. What am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about Brian Stelter, who looks like a potato. That's why That's why we say, oh, hang on a second. Let, all right. Before I get that, I got more emails coming in. Hang on. Let's face it. It will, oh, oh hang on. Ketchup. Let's face it, Pete. Mayo versus ketchup. You know ketchup will always be trying to catch up. Mom joke from Sharon. Uh, let me see here. I stopped eating ketchup slash catsup after John Kerry threw his medals over the wall at the White House. Thank you, Dan, from West Columbia. Um, oh, that reminds me. Hang on a second. I did see... I got another do, 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 another message here from my friend Tim at Old Grouch's Military Surplus up in the mountains. He says, Pete, the truth about ketchup, here it is. Ketchup equals Heinz. Heinz equals John Kerry. John Kerry, left-wing globalist. The math checks out. 
Ketchup is the condiment of the New World Order. It's undeniable. Andy says, when I was in Colorado last fall, I fell in love with the green chili. Great on omelets, burgers, standalone, on barbecue, on brisket. You can't find it anywhere around here. Um, and then he asks, do you like mayo chup? I was unaware such a thing existed until uh, the first break of the show when I went and looked up whether we eat more or less mayo than ketchup. And Oh, and by the way, mayo surpassed ketchup in the consumption category in America even before people were doing that really sick mayo challenge. Which, by the way, ketchup don't have a mayo a, a, a ketchup challenge, right? If it's such a great condiment, why aren't people uh, dousing themselves with it like they do the mayo challenge, right? Isn't that what that thing was about, where they would dump a whole bunch of mayonnaise on themselves, right? People don't do that with ketchup. Why not? Because it would sting. Oh, it would burn, right? You got any kind of open cuts, you got chapped hands or something, chapped lips. Man, that's going to hurt. Yeah, so people don't, people aren't going to do it. Go blind, get some in your eye. You could probably get some mayo in your eye and be totally fine. It might even help. I bet it would clear, I bet it would clear up a sty. I bet mayo has homeopathic properties. Okay, now I feel like I'm spreading disinformation. Now I feel like I've gone too far. I probably have. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Pete Callender, where Shauna says, my aunt uses mayo to moisturize her hair. Is there anything mayo can't do? Angie says, Pete, my dad used mayo as his salad dressing all his life in a restaurant he always asked for mayo, and they brought him mayo packets. Dave says, Pete, your fans are funny as hell. And it's all a distraction, says, Pete, you're entitled to your opinion, even if it is wrong. Let me go over here to Mike. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's up? First of all, you know, I love your show, and I am almost always cheering in everything you talk about, but <laughs> I got to tell you, Got to throw the flag here. Okay, on what? On 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 mayo uh, on ranch dressing. So when I was a kid, what happened? How did we lose him? Oh, what did you press? You put someone else on hold, but you hung up on Mike. Okay, Mike, that was unintentional. I didn't do it. Just for the record, I was not trying to silence. I'm not trying to silence ranch truthers here. Okay, so Mike, please call back in. He probably he may still be talking to his phone. He may not even realize that that he's not connected anymore. But Mike, please call in. So Mike is calling a flag. He's throwing a flag on something on the ranch dressing. So I will get back to him if he calls back in. All right, um, I've got another message here. This one is from Dennis. He says, Pete, I'm predicting it won't be long before salsa will be the number one condiment in the United States. Leaving the southern border open should be a key component for that happening. Besides, oh my gosh, we're through the looking glass here, people. Maybe, maybe the lifting of Title 42 and all of the illegal immigration that the Biden administration is encouraging, maybe this is all part of 
Maybe this is all part of Big Salsa's plan. Is that possible? Or maybe, maybe this is part of Big Ketchup's plan to try to bring in a competing condiment to try to take a bite out of mayo. We got Mike back. Hello, Mike. Sorry about that. Hello, am hey. I just Pravda I'm talking to? Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, if if you if we thought you weren't going to toe the line here for uh, for mayo, and uh, yeah. you got a little itchy on the trigger finger. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know exactly where I got cut off. What I was saying is, when I was a kid, 50 years ago, uh, as best I would call, uh, ranch was not available uh, in the bottles at the store. Correct. You bought a little packet of of seasonings and so on. And you would add that to a base that was not mayo; it was buttermilk. So yes, yeah, so the well, the original ranch dressing was created in like the fifties, and it was just the seasoning mix. But right. the people who made it, the, the the original creators of ranch in Hidden Valley, right? Like they made this. They yeah. they then in, to take it to market, they reduced the stuff down to the powder form, so right. people could easily utilize it and certain things keep better than others but right. when you look at bu- and the instructions were to add it to buttermilk well so the buttermilk powder was in the seasoning mix but no. the instructions for the hidden valley ranch say for each cup of dressing a quarter cup chilled sour cream or mayo a quarter cup chilled buttermilk yeah okay revisionist history ah okay. <laughs> All right, Mike. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you Saturday night. Oh, great. Absolutely. Come over and say hi. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll see you then and have a great weekend. Uh, Looking forward to that. We got, who is this? Tim. Is Tim pro-mayo or anti-mayo? I have no idea. Hello, Tim. Pete, I have to tell you, I'm old enough to remember that a good uh, hack for removing bunions was a good mayonnaise-based rub. Really? Yes. Do you think that that actually works? Take out of the bunion. It takes the bite out of the bunion? Yep, removes it, softens it right up, and before you know, they're gone. Interesting. I wonder, well, obviously, my wife, I think she had a bunion when she was a kid. And so, I'm there for you. Yeah, well, I mean, not now. Can we go back in time after we kill baby Hitler and take out, you know, baby ketchup? Then maybe we tell Christy, hey, rub some mayo on that bunion. The next bunion, you got it. All right. I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. See, this is what we're all about, Solutions. This is what I do. I solve the world's problems. Bunion bearers, we now know mayo is the secret weapon. Not so secret now, is it? No. I got an email here from Matt. He says, Pete, I never really thought about this whole ketchup versus mayo thing before, but I think I'm with you on this one. Now, one thing is for sure, the ultimate mayo concoction, especially if you like spice, is mayo plus sriracha plus Lemon juice. It's excellent on burgers, as a dip, and so much more. Great show as always, Matthew. Thank you, Matthew. Have a great weekend to you as well. I appreciate it. Um, Yeah. Could you imagine mixing sriracha and lemon juice with ketchup? I think it would, like, literally burn a hole in your esophagus before it even hits your, your stomach. It's just nasty. Look, I'm not here. I'm not here to dump on ketchup. I'm just here in defense of mayo. I'm going to get to the big potato smash of 2022. That's up next.